Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Inside Battlefield. Today we're already at episode 6. My name is Tom, uh, community manager here at DICE. And today we're talking season 4, which is going live tomorrow. Very exciting. So with me are Alexia, Jaime and Alex. So folks, do you want to introduce yourselves? Sure. <laughs> Hello, I am Alexia. Uh, so I am a uh, black belt in jiu-jitsu and I can speak 10 languages. <laughs> that is completely true, obviously. Not a lie at all. Uh, cool. No, none, none of that is true. None of that. <laughs> Would you like me to try again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, hi, so I'm Alexia. Uh, you might recognize my voice from uh, such things as season two, three, and soon to be four development update videos. Um, I am a producer at DICE and I'm responsible for all things kind of engagement. So progression, battle pass, the store, all that fun stuff that isn't directly uh, in the game. Well, it's in the game, but not in the matches uh, I look after. You make the XP and fun happen. Yeah, I make the XP physically. <laughs> cool. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Hi, everyone. I'm Jaime de la Puente, a game designer at EA Dice, mainly focused on specialists and gadgets. And a quick example of what I do, uh, I had the opportunity to work on Rashid Science Gadget, the Airbus Launcher XM370A for the Season 3. And I have to say that... Uh, I had a lot of fun watching all of your clips out there and provided by the community. Really cool to show off those kills. And me, it's Alex. I'm back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm your local weapons overlord. I might or might not be zip tied to my chair. And I'm here again because someone, I'm not going to say names, but it was Ali, uh, had to be here in my place. So here we go. So welcome, folks. This is the first time we have uh, three people on the mm. podcast, which is exciting. So... Shout out to Ali, who was supposed to be here today, but is uh, taking a well-deserved vacation. And he f he's been asking me continuously if I can do a shout out to the Characters and Gadgets team. So, Ali, if you're listening, shout out to the Characters and Gadgets team, especially for you. Um, so let's take a, a quick look at what's coming in Season 4. So we've already announced it, so most of you probably already know. But we've got a new map, Flashpoint, new specialist, Camilla Blasco, a new vehicle, the CAV Brawler. A uh, bunch of new weapons, which Alex will be very excited to talk about later, oh, yeah. as our weapons overlord. The AC-9 SMG, RM-68 Assault Rifle, RPT-31 LMG, and uh, our first secondary shotgun, Super 500. And Super the exciting. open gadget, the sticky. And the sticky launcher, our new uh, explosive launcher. which For the uh, assault class. Yeah, that's going to be an exciting one to talk about as well. Uh, new vault weapons, new battle pass, which uh, Alexia can talk us through. Gang, what are you looking forward to the most in season four? Uh, let's start with you, Alexia. Sure. So um, I'm quite excited about the the secondary shotty. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I love shotguns anyway, and um, I quite regularly run out of ammo because I uh, spray bullets everywhere, not very well. So um, <laughs> quite uh, excited to have something that I can just take out super quickly and, and take people out with yeah in my case maybe I'm a little bit biased here because Camila Blasco is also a Spaniard <laughs> uh, just like me as well so uh, but also because it's gonna be a great specialist in order to counter Pikes Scan uh, Boris Sentry Turret so yeah this is gonna be cool for all that people that want to to, to stop getting spotted and scanned by those other recons and well, Boris is an engineer, but pretty cool. Cool. And Alex, I think you spoiled on the weapons episode that your favorite weapon was in this season. So I think this is the time where you can tell us yeah, what's your favorite the, weapon. Yeah, RM-68 rifle. I've been wanted to, to, to launch that since way before season one. And it was never the time, like for, not for the original package. And then it's like season one, can we slot it in? No. Season two, it doesn't fit the narrative. <laughs> season three, no, it's not high tech enough. God damn it. Now season four is here and it's the day of reckoning. I get my favorite assault <laughs> rifle in the game. <laughs> you get your favorite assault rifle. Uh, okay, so I am looking forward to you hearing talk about it in detail because now you can. Uh, so let, let's take a, a look at first which new game modes are available for play. So obviously we have a new map. So Flashpoint will be there as a 24-7 playlist for both Conquest and Breakthrough. We have Team Deathmatch of Ages, Conquest of Ages, SMD Rush, and Friday, a new Friday Night Battlefield, which I can spoil, will 
be set on the Flashpoint map. But uh, as always, it's a new, exciting uh, mode. Come check it out yourselves. I don't want to talk too much about that right now. But I think we also have a new a new thing for new players. Alexia, uh, Discover Conquest, can you Yeah, so um, we've, we've added something. So if you are a rank 11 or lower player, um, you can play Discover Conquest um, in week one and I believe switch over to Discover Breakthrough as well in week two. Um, and we'll alternate between the two. But basically, players will be matched with other low-rank players, um, and they'll also be matched with AI backfill, so to give you a bit more of a um, opportunity to kind of explore um, our two game modes a bit more without the frenzy of playing with everyone. If you are new and you don't want to be absolutely wrecked <laughs> in, in a, a full-on multiplayer <laughs> match, then I think this mode will help you out. Uh, you can still invite your higher-ranked level players, or, sorry, players, friends, if you want to, so that it can help you out. But it's yeah, it's it's a perfect opportunity uh, to to learn the game. So go check that out. Um, do we want to talk about the new map, Flashpoint? Yes, let's pretty go. cool. Uh, first, this is the first map other than in Portal that was created by Ripple Effect. So first, shout out to our Ripple Effect team. I think they did a very amazing job with this map. Yes. Um, it started out as a small play space for Portal. But I think as a team, we had so much fun playtesting it that we wanted to make it into a full-scale map. Uh, Jaime, do you want to talk more about what we can expect? From yes, Flashpoint, Season 4 map. Uh, from, from a design point of view, primarily, it's, gonna be, it's going to be an exterior level, but uh, with also some interior spaces, there will be several flank options and verticality. Besides, uh, there is also a great team deathmatch or close combat quarters uh, space in the center of the, the, the map, of the level, plus a massive underground tunnel. Uh, to be honest, this is next to the flag C. This is my favorite flag. Uh, this has been inspired by Savot, uh, a map from Battlefield 4. Uh, this location is going to provide verticality for snipers, uh, as well as the uh, close quarters combat uh, on eight different vertical levels. And the underground section, the underground tunnel, is going to provide cover from vehicles. It's going to be full infantry uh, location, and it will that uh, is going that's going to be a path connected to another flag. So player will have like a couple of flags over there connected for infantry. Fun with flags. Fun with. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, Alex, Alexia, what's your 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 favorite area on the map, if any? Uh, so I'm a big fan of close quarters combat. So the underground tunnel is kind of best for me. I'm less good with vehicles, more good with people. Come on, I was going to say the underground tunnel is too. <laughs> you still Everyone can. plays the I whole mean, map in the underground tunnel exactly, and nowhere like, else. <laughs> I love my meat grinders and uh, that's just the place to go, right? At some point it's like, oh, wait, there is other areas of the map that are not underground <laughs> because everybody just keeps fighting in the tunnel. The main choke point. But also the map, it, it, it will have a rectangular layout. So for all those helicopters or jet lovers, they will have some uh, space and different locations in order to fly around. Because in some matches, we realize like some, some players use a wildcat in the very center of the map and they start like uh, farming those aircraft. So... This one, since it's a rectangular one, it's going to be more friendly for helicopters, jets, etc. Yeah, and it's it's quite a small spaced map, small spaced, scaled map as well, uh, similar to, I think it's a bit bigger than Stranded, but maybe I'm wrong uh, here. But it's it's yeah, it's it's quite small. Yeah, maybe something between close Stranded, and Spearhead. Yeah, Spirit close quarters focused. Uh, I think it's a very exciting one myself. So looking forward to all of you checking it out soon. Uh, we don't have anyone from the narrative team here today, but what I thought was cool to share is um, that the map was originally set in California, but our narrative didn't really make sense to have the map there, so we started looking at different locations um, across the world that would be a very good fit for the map, and we landed in uh, South Africa. Yeah, so... Um there's no one from the narrative team here, unfortunately, so I'm going to speak for them. But essentially, um, we felt that the map would be better suited in more of kind of nature reserve style space. So um, we decided to change um, the location of the map to be a place called Richtersveld in South Africa um, to give it more of that kind of natural feel. Yeah, And I think that's also, uh, you know, as, as, as the story of 2042 progresses, we eventually end up there. 
as well. So excited for everyone to check it out. It's uh, it, yeah, it's a beautiful space. Um, and to close off the section for uh, the new map Flashpoint, I think something again that I want to highlight, and we've already spoken about it, but it's the underground area. Like when you walk uh, above ground, you know, it's 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 a it's a nuclear reactor. It looks pretty neutral. Looks cool, but there's so much underground. Like when you go in there, do you want to? You can get lost. Is there anything more you want to share on that? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, what I really like about that underground area is also how well connected it is uh, with the uh, above, with the top level uh, through steep lines. So that's going to allow to all the infantry soldiers to a, a smooth transition between different areas in order to protect uh, the three flags that are uh, there next to each other. And also, yeah, it's a tunnel, dark tunnel. There's also all these kind of tentacle-like ducks around, right, yeah. for you to be able to move about easily yeah. throughout that tunnel and get kind of around quickly. So that's quite cool. Yeah, looking forward to seeing you all explore in there. Uh, don't get lost. Make sure you can find your way outside again <laughs> because that's where the flags are. Um, cool. So before we go on to the new specialist, I'm going to take a sip of coffee. <laughs> I'm really glad you let us all know. <laughs> You're welcome, Alexia. <laughs> I looked so so handsome while drinking my sip of coffee. <laughs> um, cool. So, Camilla Blasco, new specialist. Um, Jaime, do you want to talk about what we did here design-wise? Yes, Camilla Blasco is going to be the fourth recon uh, in Battlefield 2042. Uh, her main gadget is the Axis Infiltration Device. Uh, basically, it's a signal jammer, but what does this mean? Basically, a signal jammer it will have an area of effect, and when we and our friendly uh, teammates are inside of this area of effect, that it's going to be like a circumference, we cannot get spotted by enemies, for example, Pike's scanner or Rouse trade or Casper uh, recon drone. Also, uh, we cannot get locked on by launchers, for example, the Javelin, uh, the Softlam, nor vehicles with locks on. So that's like it's going to decrease a lot of uh, cognitive load or uh, concerns about that. So we will be able to. I, th I think. Sorry, the example you gave, she cannot be spotted by pretty much all the other recons we have. <laughs> like yeah. you mentioned, all the other recons. <laughs> so this is the recon that hides from the other recons. Yeah. With, with also, her. I, I wanted to be a little bit uh, breaking down the specialty because also mm -hmm. it will affect where to Boris Sentry Turret. Boris Sentry will not be able to spot on us. So it's just it basically all the Raycons and Boris. Raycons <laughs> <laughs> and Boris. Like, poor, <laughs> poor, Boris. Boris. Poor, Boris. poor Boris. It's going to yeah. massively um, help with squad play as well, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't just affect her, it affects hmm. friendlies who are inside that area yeah. too. So I think that's going to have some really nicer team hmm. play about it. For sure. And this will also apply to friendly vehicles. So we will be able to protect our tanks uh, from javelins, soft land, from... Uh, uh, all their enemy helicopters, etc. And it's time an enemy dies inside of this area of effect, we will get a kill assist. That's going to be really cool to climb up in the scoreboard. Yeah. Which we like assist. doing a lot. Yes. And from that's from a friendly point of view, but what happens when an enemy is uh, uh, inside of this area of effect? Uh, they will see like an interference malfunctioning visual effect on their minimap. Uh, so that basically the, the, that will stop them from using it. They will be a little bit blind. And also uh, from a Casper's point of view, they will not be able to use their sensor or Pike will not be able to scan enemies in, uh, when she's inside of that area of effect. So they will have to leave the the area of effect. Cool. What um, What is your expectation for how she will fit into the, the current specialist roster? Like my expectation is that since she also affects Boris, I'll having another case to pitch my idea that Boris Turrets will actually have like a GAU-8 Avenger machine gun mounted on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it should vaporize people. But that's my expectation. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool to have uh, finally an answer because based on the telemetry, we, we knew that there was no way to, to stop Pikes, yep. uh, Scanner, mm -hmm. Rao, Passive, Casper uh, Recon Drone. So with this one, we are going to decrease a lot of concern. Like we will be able to play 
uh, with a peace of mind, like, okay, all of these things, uh, they are not going to spot me. I will not appear on the mini map. I will, if, for example, I can be playing as a sniper with Blasco on top of a hill, place down my signal jammer uh, and, and zero concerns about being spotted. I can snipe freely. So, so did we specifically design her to be a counter to the other recons that already exist? Yes. The main role for Blasco is an anti-recon recon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that still gets me every time. That is funny. Uh, cool. But yeah, like um, Blasco is... Uh, Personally, I'm very excited about... Also, we uh, have her trait, the passive, the oh, ambush... we forgot the trait almost. ...ambush expert. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Uh, this is going to allow Blasco to walk by next to Boris turret. So the, the sentry turret is not going to shoot at uh, Blasco. The tooks, the proximity sensor and claymores, we are not going to trigger them. So yes, we are going to be able to pass by a claymore and the claymore will not detonate. She basically um, doesn't alert any motion-based technology, yeah. which is pretty cool. Great from flanking and a stealth play. It's very powerful. Yeah. Also, why don't you like Boris? Serious <laughs> <laughs> question, though. Yeah. <laughs> Boris no just wants to alone. sit there with his turret, man. They're like, he, he just wants to have fun. But we don't. <laughs> uh, and uh, her voice lines are insanely kick-ass. Yes. Out, so, yeah. <laughs> yes. so both of you are Spanish, and I think we always do a very good job of making sure our characters sound authentic. Uh, how do you feel about uh, you know? That's more for him because I'm I'm Spanish only for my family. But <laughs> fake Spanish, fake Spanish. I'm one hundred percent Spanish. I am. Yeah. No, I call it it's a passport Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, but the voiceover lines for Blasco are quite powerful. There are there is a mix of Spanglish. Some of them are in English. Some of them are in Spanish. But the the Spanish one, they they have character and amazing. Are powerful. She's also just really cool. She yep. looks cool. She, she looks acts cool. cool. Yeah. Her traits cool. She's just I mean I'm a I play more support class, but I just think she's really cool. <laughs> also her skins in the battle pass, they yeah. are really cool. The last one. Very cool. Super yeah. cool. <laughs> With the helmet. Nah. We'll uh yeah, we'll, we'll we'll touch upon the battle pass uh, a little bit later and then we can give some cool examples. Cool, I say cool a lot. Cool examples of cool I things. I think that was my fault. <laughs> I said cool about 12 times yeah. and I've Alexia brainwormed is, is you. very cool. Thanks, I'm really cool. Um, I can say a lot more adjectives, but they are not allowed. They'll, they'll get censored. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why we like having you on the podcast, not Alex. Um, then we have, uh, before we move on to the vehicle, is there anything else you want to share about uh, Blasco? Oh, I actually do. <laughs> I, I just asked myself the question. <laughs> so... Um, Blasco is the final specialist we're adding to the roster for 2042. So with her addition, we, uh, we're, we're happy with having a complete specialist roster. So when we move towards season five, there will not be a new specialist. Um, we're up to 14, though, which 14. is a pretty good number. That is a very good number. Well-rounded number. I even. Number. Even number. Yeah. You and could play a different one every day for two weeks. That's quite cool. You... You can definitely hear you are in the engagement team. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Um, if, so, you, if you divide that number by two, you have seven, a lucky number. That is a good number. There we go. Also. That's, that's definitely in our mind when we, when we made that decision. Um, but yeah, full specialist roster. Um, lot of different things to try. I think there's enough gameplay or varied gameplay for everyone now to have fun with the way they want to play. That brings us to the new vehicle, the CAV Brawler. Um, Alexia, do you want to talk more about this? Yeah, sure. So um, the Brawler is kind of the perfect vehicle for that close quarters combat um, and really good for squad play. Like it's got some open seats, which are perfect for like repairing and taking on enemies. Um, but the cool thing about it is it's got a threat detection system that's able to highlight when you're being attacked. Um, and alongside that, there's an active protection system and a close defense system. Um, and it can take out enemy projectiles and targets close by with grenades. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know if you've got anything more you want to add, Jaime? Yes, basically it's a great vehicle for a squad and team play. Uh, the main purpose, the main goal for this vehicle is in order to push the objective, <laughs> to capture the objective, and also to be able to 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 keep longer alive. So it's going to be a, a good one in order to break the enemy front line and to push through that. If you're the enemy, do not stand next to this vehicle. No, no. That's <laughs> you're going to get blown up. Good recommendation. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, great. And yeah, it's it's very good. To, it has a lot of seats, so for your squad to spawn on yeah. and just, you know, mull down the enemies, <laughs> go into their territory, throw some grenades. Uh, the defensive capabilities are, are very, you know, very powerful with the active uh, threat detection. So if it, you want... It has the unique perk that even if the vehicle is full, you can still spawn on it. Yep. So that's unique to it. That's, that's cool. A big differentiator to the map. We will spawn outside of the vehicle, yeah, next yeah. to the vehicle. So we will save the 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 living animation, the get out animation from the vehicle. So it's going to be more smooth for the gameplay. And uh, don't be scared to spawn outside the vehicle. I don't think you will be blown up by its own grenades. <laughs> <laughs> Just that safe. would be like the that worst. Be, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Welcome, gonna, dead. <laughs> spawn on my by your pals. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were friends. Why? Why are you doing this to me? Uh, cool. Yeah, uh, it's it's a very, very exciting new vehicle. It's very, very powerful, so good luck to our vehicle haters to try and take it down. It's a challenge I've set out for you. <laughs> Weapons, Alex. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> do you want to do it? So, yeah, so uh, I don't know where I begin. So basically, the roster is separated into two, right? It's the RM rifle and the rest. <laughs> so that to, at least to me that, that's how I set okay. it up right so um, on the rest you have uh, you know the RPT machine gun um, it's a very aggressive machine gun high velocity high bullet velocity um, it has very long combat ranges compared to the LCMG um, I like you can kind of transform it a little bit using the plus menu like change the rate of fire with the ammunition and so on Um so I think it's going to be very versatile. Um, it has a very good place in the meta, um, especially on the aesthetic part, because we have the 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 other PK machine gun, and that's kind of older design. And this one is like super fresh out of the oven. Actually, our animators did a lot of research that a hundred percent got them on a list, trying to find references as to how it works, the feeding mechanism and the latch and so on. So that one is like really, really good to see. Uh, then we have the AC-9. Um, the AC-9, it's another competitor with to the MP-9 and the K-30. Uh, high rate of fire, close combat, like devastating at close combat quarters. Um, but this one can use the plus menu to extend its range a little bit more than the MP-9 and the K-30 can. So it's a little bit more adaptable. Um, and it also happens to be very modern, which is like the theme for for the Season 4 weapons. Yep. Except for the next one, the Super 500, which is the shorty shotgun. Mm. Um, this one, it's not being manufactured in real life anymore, uh, but it's a far cry to Battlefield 4 where we had it. So now it's coming back and it's, again incredibly powerful in the tunnels on Flashpoint. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really, really good. And it also, I think it just goes for full circle and complements the kit for the people that like to play long range. Pretty good. So now they won't be sneaked up by Camila or Casper again because they have something that they can reliably quickly switch to and just annihilate them. And then we come to the RM rifle. And this is where Alex enters into, like, you know, podcast mode. And I can talk about it for like one hour. You've got, I'm going to time you. You got, right. yeah. you got three minutes. Let's you got go. Three minutes. So far, like, <laughs> three minutes. Uh, this rifle was super special because um, it was the one that, at least personally, I liked the most about the new squad weapon proposals. Uh, however, as a team, we understood that it was very likely not the candidate to be picked uh, in real life. Because it's a bullpup design and you need to retrain the, the muscle member of your entire army and that's not going to happen. Uh, however, when you see the rifle for the first time, you go into like, you know, the American Psycho is scene of the business cards. It's, ex- <laughs> it's that. exactly that. Like you see the rifle and you go like, oh my God, the subtle coloring of it, the thickness <laughs> of it. <laughs> so it, even, it even has a silencer and it's not a regular silencer. Exactly like that. So it, it looks great. Uh, it has a lot of like 
unique functionality. Like the silencer is not, not only a suppressor device, it's also a muscle brake and it helps compensate recoil and it moves completely with a reciprocating barrel. It's like super cool. Uh, then the plastic case ammunition, which we actually 3D printed in the office to have some recordings for the shells. I remember that. Just like I remember seeing on Slack, like, does anyone know if we could? Has anyone got a machine available for us to print this? And there was like a whole thread of like, yeah, let's. We could do this. We could do that. And it was like, it was hardcore. It wasn't just a oh, let's make it look like this. It's let's make it the same size, the same weight. Let's do it seriously. Yeah, because we we tried to get the the, the real bullets, but they are very new. And getting a hand on them is like quite complicated. Mm-hmm. So we had to like, okay, so what can, we, what can we do? We have the measurement for them. So we can probably like 3D print them in resin and then it might sound pretty much like the real deal. So that's what we did. Do you have to measure desk now? I would, I do because I always stop by Alex's desk because he just has a bunch of weapons laying there. Yeah. <laughs> he's the weapons designer, so I just you know go there. Play like with any them a other bit. world, like that any would be other weird. world, <laughs> just a casual day. Yeah, which is office. even more funny. Like to to add even more into that, um, our audio designer Daniel, he he glued a coin to like the bottom of the shells because that's what that's where the the, the actual part like the impact casing is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. He was playing around with it, and a coin got glued to his desk, and that coin is still <laughs> to it. <laughs> if I we ever have to leave the office exactly. and get rid of those desks, it's like that one's. Not That's going to be like a dice memento, like ten yeah. years from now. Like, oh yeah, I remember that coin. That's the coin desk. <laughs> so yeah. So, um, so Alex, one one question about the the suppressor that mm-hmm. comes on the rifle automatically. Like, how is that different from the other uh, suppressor attachments we have? For that weapon, you touched upon it a little bit, but just to yep. make the distinction very clear. So we're doing the same as the hybrid attachments that we did before, which is so it carries positives from both the suppressor mm-hmm. and the muscle brake, but the negatives are double. So not as in amount, but in impact. So the percentage of the negatives for the suppress for the comp- the muscle brake are going to be way higher. So like the horizontal recoil gets kind of messy. Um, other than that, it has an integrated canted sight on all scopes. So you can use your plus menu to switch scope and you will always be able to switch to an integrated iron sight on the side, which is phenomenal. It's just such a cool weapon, man. Have we had that before for 2042? We have not. We have, so that's new. We have a canted cool. scope, which you can put in other scope. Yep. It's like a six, <coughs> it's a five, no, six X, five X. And then you can can to the, to the side. But so how, one, how does it work? You just kind of switch. And yeah, you uh, angle the rifle like 30 degrees to the right. But this one can do it with any scope, which is very unique to this weapon only. Awesome. Um, I have been having a lot of fun with this weapon in the playtest. Uh, Jaime Alexia, which weapon are you looking forward to the most? I already told you that, man. Super 500 shotgun. Yeah, I'm into <laughs> the Super 500 sh- shotgun. Uh, yeah, I think um, I'm like to run in the middle of all the people and often die but when I don't die <laughs> and I run out of bullets I then need something cool and quick to, to shoot and yes I'm a big fan and now you can run double shotgun so even, yeah even, even, <laughs> you could just be shotguns forever fun. we should make a tag shotguns forever and then <laughs> that's yeah. just for me let's do it Friday night battlefield so double shotgun double shotgun yeah that'd be cool yeah, that's that'd gonna be, be really very cool. cool actually yeah yeah. in my case the AC9 uh, I really like to be in the middle of the battlefield with uh, the heat of the combat so I really like to run uh, run around all there so uh, a super compact SMG with high mobility and high rate of fire uh, I'm looking forward to trying that one and comparing it, uh, it to the MP- MP9 or K30 let's see how well this one performs yeah, it better perform well, Alex. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and another cool cool moment that I wanted to share, at least uh, have you folks watch out for, is the gameplay trailer. If you haven't watched it, there's this moment where Blasco uh, picks up the Super 500 shotgun and shoots an enemy down the one of the the holes in the new map. Mm. I thought that was a very cool moment. It's part of the meme stocks going Basically, up. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Go to the, the massive underground tunnel. Um, and we have new vault weapons as well. Alex, do you want to mention the new vault weapons? It's just the SVD and the Type 88 LMG in this patch. And which one are you more excited about? The SVD, definitely. Why? <laughs> I'm, I'm usually a marksman guy. So Okay, there we go. <laughs> Great. Um, so we have two options now. This, this will be a very 
serious decision for the four of us. We can go to Cookie of the Week or go to the new gadget. And I'm going to let you folks decide. Cook of the Week. Cook, cookie of the Week. Let, he do doesn't the, know Cookie uh, of the Week. Somebody has not been listening. Let's do the gadget first. <laughs> oh, man. Gadget first. Yeah, okay. Gadget first. So we have a new gadget. SPH Explosive Launcher. Yes. Jaime, you're, you're the gadget man. AKA a sticky grenade launcher. Sticky grenade launcher. So basically, we will be able to shoot two projectiles in one casing before reloading. Uh, it, uh, this projectile will have a uh, flak trajectory up to 50 meters before dropping off. And the cool thing about this is like if we impact, direct impact in the enemy's body, uh, the projectile will get a stick to that. And it, it, it's going to be quite fun to see enemies running around with a <laughs> stick projectile attached to their body. So when, they're, when they think they're safe and they run to their friends, like, okay, let's go. And then, <laughs> yes, okay. come here, friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you say the, the trajectory, so up to 50 meters, you, it just shoots flat. Yeah, straight? exactly. It's okay. straight flat. Uh, exactly. And then as of uh, 50 meters, we will have to compensate a little bit the distance with the, with the, with the site that is included in the, in the gadget. Oh, first off, uh, this gadget is going to be a op- uh, class gadget only for assaults. So it will be only used yeah, for... Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about that a little bit because obviously we uh, brought the return to the class system end of January. Yes. So now we have class-specific gadgets. Um, and that means when we release new gadgets some of them will be for specific classes so in this case we made a new assault gadget um the sticky launcher or the yeah we yeah. We, we wanted to add more variety to the class assault gadgets mm-hmm. uh in this case we had uh, something more offensive because we already have the armor plate with the um and those ones so yeah we wanted to to provide something else with, uh, that is going to be useful in the mid distance sort mid distance Yep. So yeah, we will be able only we will be able to use this one if we are deploying with McKay, Sundance, Doser, or Science. Or Camilla. No, Camilla's a <laughs> recon. <laughs> but yeah. Damn it. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> Alex is trying to change yeah. the whole <laughs> Alex, you're too late. We made the decision. <laughs> yeah. She is a recon. If you now. say it in the podcast, it must be true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so please allow me to. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah, so it's it's something um it's different than what we did before because up to season three, before the return to the class system, all the gadgets were available to all classes. All uh, the specialists, yes. The sorry, all specialists. Yes. yes sorry. Um, but this this gadget is not only about killing enemies. Uh, it's also about we we can use it as a way to 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 have the area control or map control. For example, if we are fighting a couple of enemies uh, around the corner, we can shoot quickly the two first projectiles. So that's going to stop the enemies to getting close to that corner. Mm-hmm. So we will get some time to change or to move to another cover. It's going to be also useful for that map co- map control. And of course, the way to counter this uh, class gadget uh, is going to be either using Iris shoot down device or the vehicle's APS, the anti-projectile system. Sounds like an exciting new addition to the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna have a lot of fun just maybe shooting at the enemies, not detonating it, and see where they go. <laughs> try, try and oh no, it's pl- stuck in the wall again. <laughs> oh no, yeah, me, me and my aim. Oh, 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 okay, wall again. Um, yeah, but to re- reiterate, so this is a class-specific gadget for assaults. So we had some questions before when we just released the return to the class system update. Where is my med pen? <laughs> the med pen is also only for assault. Yes. And now assault gets a new uh, sticky gadget. Um, so it's going to be exciting. And now I want cookies. Like you made the decision to do the gadget first. So we do cookie of the week. <laughs> sure. Sure. I want, yeah. I expect full, a more exciting disclaimer. Hooray! <laughs> I think I'm, uh, I'm, I'm confused because I don't see any cookies. But then maybe that's because cookies in England is a very different thing to what we would say everywhere else. Anyway. No, these are not That's cookies. a specific kind of biscuit, a cookie. But we, I mean, we can't get into that again anyway, because then we'll be arguing about scones and all sorts, and it'll That's be a, a scone, We can't open scone oh. gate yet. Oh dear! But the these are breakfast item. <laughs> exactly. These but, look great. But these are okay. So they're we're kind of cheating, but because they're they're cupcakes, and I have to uh, look up the name. Catalan. Catalan. Catalans. Catalan. Catalan. Catalans. So Maybe you from... must be familiar with these cookies. <laughs> with the world a little bit. There is a northeast. <laughs> Province in Spain called Catalonia. 
But we were looking that one on Wikipedia. Yeah, the uh, lore, the, the lore, lore of the cookie, the Catalan's cookie. But doesn't, doesn't say anything. <laughs> there is a fifty. There is a fifty percent of probability that is related to Catalonia, to the northeast province, but we don't really know yet. Have you ever had this cookie? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Is this like a? Is this? I don't know. Do any of us know? I'm going to ask the question, and no one, maybe no one knows. Is it a, a traditional Swedish thing? Maybe, maybe. Okay, a it's a bit. maybe. Like, I mean, oh, it's very sweet. It, if someone wants yeah. to try something that is from Spain as well, I, I would recommend or suggest Torrijas. So that's a good one. Do you want to talk? What? Yeah, what is it's it? basically bread soaked in milk with a little bit of cinnamon and, and sugar, and then you fry it on the frying oh, pan. Man, oh, that sounds. Can we order it for next time? <laughs> we have something Am I in dumb England. Or doesn't that take eggs too? Uh, there is one version with eggs and another okay. one with milk. Okay. okay. I, uh, I use both. <laughs> I, use both. <laughs> I am not, I am not kidding. I take both. Okay, okay. No, no. I mean, both Both of them are also doable. There's like a thing in England called bread pudding, which sounds somewhat similar, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. kind of like a weird, like, I don't want to say like an old people pudding, but it's like, it's an old people dessert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it sounded somewhat similar, but that's got like sultanas and raisins and stuff and... A lot of cinnamon. But what's the verdict about this cookie of the week? How do we feel about this? I think this is actually very, very tasty. It's super tasty. Yeah, one of my favorites so far, by far. It's a bit like a Bakewell tart. You had a Bakewell tart? What What do you call the this the glazing on the top? Icing. Icing? Yeah, icing. yeah I think okay. so. There we go. I like icing. So. <laughs> um, I like that it's got a jammy center. I think last time that I was here, I had another one. And it was pretty good. So um, this one actually it's <laughs> tremendously more moist than the last one because that that the other one was like you know the anti humidity. Oh, was oh, oh. <laughs> oh, it a, a little dry, bit dry one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't talk anymore then. I remember it was good though. Um, you basically had to rehydrate yourself like by a Gatorade or something <laughs> after that cookie. This one, no, this one is like really good. Do we Listener. have more? Yeah, okay, I want more of this. <laughs> Let me describe. We're gonna this fight to over you. the last one later. No, because we're talking about it and we haven't really explained what it is. Oh. So it's like pastry, sort of, uh, crumbly, and inside it's like a bit cakey, and then there's jam, and then on top there's like a pink icing. Um, it's very nice. I think you should do a completely separate cookie <laughs> podcast. I'll actually, the way I you actually, do you know what? I actually it. really, really think that would be a great idea. I think it would. Um, I have a lot to say about biscuits and cookies and, <laughs> and sweet treats. So there we go. If you'd like to listen, um, send me a message and some money, and I'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the idea is planted. Um, <laughs> let's talk battle pass because we have a new season. We have a new mm-hmm. battle pass. What's in it? <laughs> cool. So, um, a lot of cool stuff. A lot of cool so, stuff. So, uh, as usual, 100 tiers of content, 30 free and 70 premium. Um, we've got some really cool new skins coming. Um, lots that kind of incorporate the, the season four kind of green theme, which I really like. I'm a big fan of the more kind of out there cosmetics. I know not everyone is, but but I like it a lot. So, there's like a super cool skin for Irish coming. There's a really nice skin for the for the brawler. Um, but on top of kind of all the new content, we've also made a few sort of quality of life changes to the Battle Pass system and how it works. Um, so from season four, from uh, 4.0, we um, have changed things a little bit so that you can now see previous weeks, weekly missions on the weekly missions widget. Um, so if you've completed everything in the current week, um, but you have some stuff left over from previous weeks, you can see that when you're in game or on the front end. Um, we've added some clarity to the weekly mission screen so it's easier well and also the weekly missions widget it's easier to see now how close you are to unlocking the bonus mission and how close that is to expiring um, and we've added clarity around where you're at and um, what week a mission's coming from so we've tried to do a bunch of changes that increase um, understanding of how how, yep. how it's all working and uh, since the battle pass is something that your team works on, how do you yeah. feel overall? It's like the fourth season that we have a battle pass. Yeah. So how do you feel overall about where we are with um, them right now? I'm really pleased with it. We've I've I've we've had a lot of feedback from people that they really like the battle pass. Um, it's nice. I mean, battle passes can be a polarizing thing for some people, yeah. um, but people seem happy with the way that we've done things. People enjoy the week commissions. There's obviously a bunch of people who are hardcore and amazing and finish the week commissions as soon as they come out on a Tuesday. 
um, and that's awesome. And they want more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a fine balance between yep. making sure that there is enough content um, for everyone and making sure that people don't feel overwhelmed with how much there is to do as well. So I think we've hit a nice sweet spot from the data. It seems like we have a good spread of completion rates. So yeah, I'm really happy with how it's going. And it's yeah easier every time now to make them because we know what we're doing and yeah, we, we're yeah. happy. Fourth one, so we're happy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you, Alexia. No um, shout, shout out to <clears throat> shout out to Way for achieving like tier one mastery on all the guns and th- completing the whole battle pass like six hours after we release it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry, I had to laugh. And while Alexia was explaining the battle pass, like. Jaime was totally zoned out, like thinking about the cookie, what it seemed like. <laughs> like. He was in another dimension. Like you obviously can't see it if you're listening to this, but it was I can recommend the cookie. Yeah. It was so good. Um, he had an out-of-body experience. Yeah. <laughs> That's really like what it looked like. Um but yeah, I think that's uh, so that's an overview of what we have that's new in the season, but obviously. Uh, the season itself launches with an update where we have a whole other set of bun- uh, set of changes. Mm-hmm. So I would like to go over some of them because every update we keep improving the game. Um, let's start with uh, the character balance for Liz, uh, Jaime. Yes, regarding the Liz balance pass, uh, we detected through our telemetry that you were having a lot of fun. And so we called the fun police <laughs> to stop this. But no, joking aside, uh, we, we, may, we apply a little balance pass to Liz in order to provide more healthy meta. Uh, basically, uh, some of the details, we reduce the maximum range, uh, the boost speed among other parameters, yeah, in order to, to provide balance to the force. So... Fun for lease players has been reduced by 20%. <laughs> but fun for vehicle players has increased Increased. By 20%. Yeah, fun That's for exactly. everyone else. Very <laughs> balanced. Yeah. Let's have fun together. But, uh, <laughs> and I think worth just talking about here is we just did a major update where we brought back classes. So Liz is an engineer. Suddenly, you know, engineers destroy all the vehicles. So the gameplay and the meta has shifted a lot. So we need to make... Or we need to keep making balance changes yes. as we as we see that play out. And I think Liz is probably the character where we had the most feedback on that maybe she was a bit too powerful. Hmm. So I think this should bring her more in line with the other uh, engineer specialists. And I think we have to always be reactive, right, to yeah. feedback. Like we're not, we don't, we don't want to ever be the studio who kind of makes these decisions in a silo and that's it. That we're, we're yeah. done. Like we need to always evaluate. As we have new maps, new weapons, new players, even um, are we still on the right track? And, yep. and it's great that we're able to tweak and change when we feel we need to. And we always appreciate our players reaching out to us Big as well, time. And giving yes, giving always. us that feedback. So uh, the update is in your hands tomorrow. Let us know how it feels. Uh, we do have further balance changes planned for the future. We're always reviewing, um, but that's it for today on Liz. I think we also have a change for the Claymore. Yes, for the Claymore, uh, right now, um, you will be able to see like the, the explosion. It, it has a forward-facing explosion exclusively. It's no longer, it's no longer detonating 360 de- uh, degrees. So that's uh, going to be a good tout detail for the Claymore. Yep. Then we have an end-of-round change. We made some improvements there, Alexia. Yeah, so um, some people may know this, some people may not. A while ago, I reached out... Um, on social media and asked for people's thoughts around end of round. Um, and I got a load of really awesome uh, feedback from you all. So thank you very much for engaging with me on that. And um, from that feedback and from generally us um, getting used to it and playing with it, we've decided to make a few changes and we've got some coming in 4.0 and some coming in 4.1 and 4.2. And we can talk more about the later ones later, but um, specifically for 4.0, we've um, we're trying to improve, improve the flow clarity. So, making sure that you as a player know what's happening next. So, for example, if you're playing Breakthrough and you're an attacker and we make it so that you switch sides to a defender, we make it clear in the bottom of the screen that you're switching sides um, and how long until that happens. So um, we're also minimising the risk of accidentally exiting by mistake. So by pressing B and being gone completely, we, we've, we've got a prompt now. Um, and we've changed the round outcome screen to we've updated the visuals a little bit to better align with the rest of end of round. Um, 
But yeah, there's some really cool 4.2 changes coming, which I don't want to talk too much about yet. But um, watch this space for more great end of round improvements that I think people will really like. I think the um, <clears throat> the breakthrough one you mentioned is we actually had a lot of feedback <clears throat> from players that just they just had no idea that they were about to change sides. Yeah, exactly. So people were we'd find that maybe people were quitting. Um, at the end of like playing as an attacker or a yep. defender, for example. And then for everyone else who switched sides, the game didn't have as many people in because they went back to matchmaking because they weren't aware that we were switching sides. So um, what we did back then was to just turn off the switching sides. But by improving the clarity, we hope that people will see what's happening next and that we can have that switch over back again. Yeah. So I think this, uh, yeah, as you already mentioned, this change came from player feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first iteration, which was somewhere last year, like it didn't work out as we expected. Yeah. Um, so now we're we're making another change. Um, and continue to it. feedback, right? Like yep. we we love hearing from you. So yeah, happy to happy to hear. I have a note here that says prone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> prone. <laughs> Please elaborate. <laughs> elaborate. <laughs> elaborate. Yeah, there has been a couple of uh, soldier mobility, soldier experience improvements. Uh, one of them is like the prone behavior on a steep slopes. I personally picked this one because I really love when a video game is responsive. Uh, by responsiveness, I mean like when a video game can keep up with my inputs, with my mm-hmm. movement. So this is like the right direction in order to to provide that smoothness, smooth as butter. When when running around with a soldier, proning, crouching, jumping, I think it's a good detail as well. Silky smooth. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think a call out to make here is that we have continuously been making improvements to general movement. And I think if you compare <clears throat> it now to uh, where we were a few updates ago, it just feels so much smoother. Yes. And it's just little changes that we keep adding with every update that that really improved the gameplay experience for uh, for soldier gameplay mm-hmm. or character gameplay. Indeed. Another cool change we made is the faster insertion flow. So this is another one we had a lot of feedback on. When you go back in, sorry, when you start to go into the match, it, it, it takes a while before you actually start playing. Yeah. So can you talk more about that? Yeah, so the modes team have reduced the time it takes to um, get into the match. <laughs> um. I think I'm right in this and please cut it out if I'm not right, but they've also made it so that you can make more changes whilst in the insertion flow to your customization, right? Yes, yes, yep, yep. That was another feedback item we had. Yeah. Because sometimes you were making changes and you were dumped into the match, but you weren't done yet making Mm -hmm. those changes. So it's it's smoother and we give you more time to make the changes you want before jumping into the match, which I think is awesome. And then we also have uh, XP changes think that we should highlight yeah for sure so um we know a lot of players um have been calling out for portal to have kind of more parity with all out warfare so and we're reintroducing this idea of like a portal portal moderate xp um so it's a progression mode which basically means that experiences that have backfilled ai and no other changes other than the map list um can get full uh progression and so mastery up to Rank 12, um, along with uh, Ribbons XP enabled and Weekly Missions enabled instead of the usual restricted XP that they have. Yeah, And this is something we had a ton of feedback on. And I think something also that flew completely under the radar is that a while ago we actually enabled uh, full ribbon progress again for a solo and co-op. Yep, we did. Which is awesome because we had a lot of players that do like playing solo co-op, but they, again, like you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. for Portal and All-Out Warfare, they didn't have parity in the amount of XP they could earn. The only so, difference, just to mention, uh, with Solo Cop is you don't get progress towards weekly missions, but you do have yeah full ribbons still. Okay, I guess someone called the fun police again. I know, <laughs> you don't want you guys to have too much of a good time on your own. Okay, but uh, yeah, no, those, those are good changes as well. Yeah. I think it should just overall make it easier for players to understand what they can earn in which game mode. Yeah, and give them more variety, yeah, right? Give them more variety. Um, so that, I think that's a... A nice overview of some of the the highlights that I think we brought in season four in terms of uh, changes and improvements. Um, anything else any of you would like to share before we uh, go towards the end of the episode? No, I'm just uh, super excited for another season to launch. Right, I feel like um, 
we've been getting a lot of feedback that the game's in a really good place. We're really happy as well. Um, yep. I'm really excited for you guys to have another season to experience and, and more in future as well. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing how you get on with the content. Yeah, I think let's you know as we sit here as a group, like we're in season four. It's crazy. Yeah, time flew by. It's been a year. We've been, been doing a... live service for a year. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it went so fast. But I, I think it's been a very fun journey for us as a team. And like, if you look at the total package we have right now with four seasons worth of content in the game, new weapons, maps, gadgets, specialists, it's vehicles. There's there's so much cool stuff and all the the changes and improvements that we layered on top of those seasonal updates. Mm. Um, so, folks, if, you, if you're listening and you haven't played in a while, definitely come check it out. Uh, classes are back as well. There's so much to look forward to. Uh, so we hope you'll join us on the battlefield. So with that, um, Season 4 11th Hour drops tomorrow. I think this the update goes live at, I think it's 10 UTC in the morning, and then the seasonal progression goes live at 12 UTC. Um, and if I'm wrong on those uh, numbers by an hour here or there, please forgive me. I don't forgive you. Okay. Never. <laughs> Just so you know. Um, but yeah, like uh, Alex, Jaime and Alexia, thank you so much for being here again today. Um, the first one that we did with uh, three three guests, I had a lot of fun. We should probably mention that the reason there's ma- mainly three guests is because I literally flew in this morning. <laughs> Tom messaged me a couple of days ago and was like, oh, you're coming to Stockholm? <laughs> Do the podcast, and I rushed here from the airport. So, <laughs> thank you very much for that really stressful warning. I really appreciate it. <laughs> the pressure is on. No pressure at all. Um, cool. So, folks, next week we will be back with a season four Q and A. So, the patch notes are already in your hands right now. The update goes live tomorrow. If you have any questions for any of the season four content, next week we will be back to answer them for you. As always, send your questions and feedback uh, to podcast at battlefield.com. And on socials, reach out to us through hashtag Inside Battlefield. And uh, yeah, that's it for today. Another great episode. Thank you. And PTFO. Bye. 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 Bye.